Good morning. Welcome to Skylines. Great to see everybody this morning. Um, we are in, uh, as we've been talking about each week, hey, we're in this series called Unfinished. I'm unfinished and you're unfinished. Our church is unfinished and uh, God is at work in us. And uh, last week we introduced you to BYOB. Does everybody know what that is? Bring your own book. That's right. Every week, bring your own book. If you, if this is your first week with us and you've never gotten a book, would you uh, raise your hand? These guys will come by. Our team will come by and make sure you have one. Um, yeah, keep your hands up until they're able to get one to you. Um, as well, once you grab the book or those who brought your own book, I'd like you to turn to page 16, which is our primary goal. Our primary goal is 100% engagement. And all through this series, we just, we've been talking about, we want to engage with God. We want to be able to hear from God, wrestle with God. We want to be able to engage with God. And for us to be a hundred percent means everyone is a part of it. And each week we keep talking about these different, uh, trusting God and, and priorities. Um, and this week we get to do something about it. So this is the day that we fill out our time and talent card. And so if you would, just really quickly, I'm going to go through that card uh, at the beginning of the, the service, and then I'll tell you again how to fill it out as we get to the end. Um, you see there a number of ways that people can get involved. You see all those numbers. Uh, if you would, go to the very back. This is, uh, this is really important. You, today, you are not committing to any one of those ministries. Today is all about time. It's all about you being able to go, you know what, I've, I've been giving this much time or this is where I've been, I want to take this step. So if you go to the back, at the very top of my one-year commitment, please calculate within a worksheet below, then there's this blank sheet, how many hours I normally serve in one week. So if yours is five hours, you put the five there. If yours is three, you put the three there. If you don't presently serve, then it's a zero. Put a zero there. Then the box below it is after I've engaged with God, after we've been working through this series, I think that God would have me, and it's my expanded time. So based on, hey, this is my first and best, this is what I'm going to give. This is, hey, I've come to trust God, and because of my trust in God, this is what I want to give and you would put that time down, then you'd add those two together um, and put that number right there in the big number. You see the address below all that. Unfortunately, we don't have computers for you to fill that out. You actually, actually have to fill that out today. Um, and then we have something special happening at the end in terms of how we're going to be able to turn those in together. On your pay, on your your chair today, you have your time and talent card, which we already talked about. You have your icon, which goes on your water bottle. Again, if you're first time with us, uh, we got water bottles for you in the back as we work through the series. And then also is a little cup, which is for communion. So today we're going to jump into the next um, way of engagement. And then we're going to take communion before we do the commitment. And the communion is an opportunity for all of us together to what? To engage with God, to be with God as we move forward. So uh, we have started with the story of Abraham. 
And the story of Abraham starts with God calling Abraham to follow him. And we discovered that God promised him uh, land. He promised to make him a nation. He promised to bless him so he could bless the whole world. And then he said, follow me. First principle, God calls you. He first gives you promises, then calls you to follow him in those promises. Then we learned about trust. And we all started off with going, okay, wait a minute. So what do I need to do to build trust? And we found out that God actually is the one who makes the, the huge commitment to us. And it's from the commitment that God makes to us that our trust, we, our trust be, our faith begins to grow and build. And then we talked about priorities. What does it mean to give God our first and best? And we found out that, wait a minute, God gave us his first and best. That's how we respond. That's where we engage with God. And today we're going to talk about surrender. So let's, uh, let's jump in with the story. God was not just trying to take Abraham somewhere. He was trying to make Abraham into someone. This is key to this journey. It's key to your journey. It's key to my journey as we talk about unfinished. God's not just trying to get you to follow his will. He's trying to turn you into somebody. He's trying to turn me into someone. Sometime later, God tested Abraham, and he said to him, Abraham, Abraham, here am I, he replied. When Abraham says this, he's not just saying, I'm over here. He's saying, I am here ready for your command. God, I, I'm here ready to serve you. All right, I'm ready, Lord. Then God said, take your son, your one and only son. You're going to hear that phrase numerous times as we walk through this. Take your son, your one and only son, whom you love, Isaac. Now, this Isaac is central to the entire story of Abraham. Because remember back when I said God promised him to be land and a nation, become a nation, a great nation, he had to have a son to do that. And it, it was like 25, 30 years after God made the promise, and many times throughout that, Abraham had given up. He's like, it's never going to happen. And he tried to make it happen other ways. Isaac is central, not only in the sense that Abraham loves him dearly. You, you can only imagine you've wanted a child for that long and you finally get that child. But he's also centered to the dream. His whole future, Abraham's whole future, is built on Isaac having children and then producing that nation. He says... Take your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Before, a little bit later, we'll talk about, wait a minute, why would God ask him to sacrifice his son? And why would Abraham even consider it? But before we, before we do, at this point, I'd like to ask you, what do you value and trust most in this world? What do you value and trust most? What is the thing that you are building your life on? What's the center of your life? What, what is at the center of, hey, this is what my life is about. I have to have this. 
Because that's who Isaac was to Abraham. Then it says, early the next morning, Abraham got up, loaded his donkey, took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. Then he had cut, then he had, when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God called or God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, "Stay here with the donkey, and I will go with the boy. I will go, and while I and the boy go over there, we will worship." That's an interesting set of words. So, sacrifice is worship, or worship often includes, I'm going to say always includes, sacrifice. Anything that is of value, anything that is precious, is maintained through sacrifice. And so he, Abraham sees it this way. And then he says, and we will come back to you. That's a, that's a statement of faith. That's a statement of, okay, I know what God has called me to do. I don't know how this is going to work out. I'm going to go obey God. I'm going to go do what he says. But we're coming back. Why? Because Isaac's part of the promise. In Hebrews, it tells us that Abraham considered the fact that God has the ability to raise the dead. So maybe, maybe that's what's going to happen, but we're going to come back. Abram took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife, and the two of them went together. Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Isaac had experienced this many times before. He had worshipped God through sacrificing their first and best many times before. He knows what this is about. And he's like, where, where is, we, we forgot something. We forgot the sacrifice. We forgot the lamb. Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two went on together. God will provide the sacrifice For the land. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar. And there, there, and arranged it on wood, he bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar, on top of the wood. Then he reached out with his hand and he took the knife to slay his son. Why would Abraham interact with this? Why would he do this? Well, he knew, and they practiced, a very simple principle that actually you practice in a different way, and that's this, that whatever is most precious in your life, whoever is the provider of your life, they get first, they get first and best. So, all through the Old Testament, you see that God demands the firstborn as a sacrifice. 
it symbolized your life. It symbolized that you would surrender your best to God, which he deserved as your creator, as your Lord, being who he was. Abraham knew that what God was asking for was Abraham to surrender to him. Now, my entire life, my, especially my childhood life, I'd heard this story, I hear this story, I'm like, this is not fair. This is not fair. This is not right. He waits all this time to have a child, and now God's going to ask him to sacrifice him? Besides that, what's God doing? God doesn't believe in human sacrifice. What's he doing? Why would he do that? I would guess that might be your reaction as well. It's just not fair. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here am I, he replied. Same idea. God, I'm here to do whatever you say. I'm, I'm here to do what you command. Do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him now. I know that, you're fear, I know that you fear God because you, have not, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. There it is. There's that line again. He passed the test. He showed that there was nothing he would not trust to God. There was nowhere he would not go with God. Abraham was willing to give what he treasured the most, what he valued the most, and what he trusted the most to God. The center of his life, what he was building his life on, he was like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice that. I'm going to give that. I'm willing to give that to God. It was his dream. He, the whole thing, his future, he was able to do that. He passed that test. Then the story takes it an amazing turn. It takes a twist. Abraham looked there in the thicket. He saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. Wait a minute. God provides the lamb. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Now, earlier, just a few seconds ago, I told you, listen, look what Abraham did. Look what Abraham did. Do you think this passage is challenging you to follow Abraham's example? Maybe. But I think there's something way more important here. You see, when this happened, they didn't come to this place and, and go. You, if you go to that place today, it is not called the place where Abraham trusted God. The place where Abraham was such an amazing, had such amazing faith, and what an example. If you go to that place today, it is called the place where God provided. Why? Because every time God asks you to sacrifice, it's actually based on his provision. He's the one who provides. You see, thousands of years later, there's another father who's called upon 
to sacrifice his only son, his one and only son whom he loves. That son will climb upon, up upon the cross, lay himself out, be tied. And this time, when the spear comes, to sacrifice this one and only son whom the father loves, there is no substitute. And the spear goes in and the blood is shed so that you and I can be set free, so that we can know eternity, so we can know God. So that very thing that was so unfair is not unfair toward Abraham. It's unfair toward Jesus, who's given his life for us. You see, this story, first and foremost, is not about Abraham's commitment to God. It's about God's commitment to Abraham. This story is first and foremost. Surrender is first and foremost. Not about your great surrender to God. It's first and foremost about God's incredible, Jesus' incredible surrender to the Father so that you and I could be set free. So, two things to, I want to make sure you grab from this. The first one is this. <clears throat> God provides a sacrifice. Whatever sacrifice he's asking you to make, God provides a sacrifice. Whatever sacrifice he's make, asking you to make, it's based on what God has done for you and is, it would never, ever, ever not be good for you. Why? Because he gave his son because he loves you. The second one is what do you think the impact this had on Isaac? What kind of impact do you think this had on Isaac? Mom and dad, it is natural to want your children to grow up with a smooth life. It is natural to want them to have the best. It's natural to think, if, if I just give my kids the best, put them in the safest situation possible, and make it as protected as possible and as smooth as possible, they're going to do great. The opposite's true. The question, what do you think it had, how do you think it's impacted Isaac? For the rest of his life, when he watched his dad trust God with the most precious thing he had and then watch God provide for his dad when it was impossible. So my question for you is this, how will you live and how will you give and how will you serve so that your children can experience God? Let me say it again. How will you live, how will you give, and how will you serve so that your children can experience God? The story ends. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declare the Lord, that because you have done this and not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand of the seashore. 
Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. Through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Wait a minute. How does this work? See, we started this story, and every time, each week, I keep taking you to the fact that the way you engage God, when you engage God, it first looks like God's asking something of you, but it turns out he's going to be faithful to you. So is it that God does it? Is it that God is faithful and, and the blessing that God wants to pour into your life happens because God is sovereign and that's what he does? Or here it looks like, oh, because Abraham did these things, now the promise will come true. Which one is it? Well, this is how it works. This is how it works. God has a plan for your life. Not just for your life, like where you're going to go. God's got a plan for who you are. He wants you to become someone. And so he makes you these amazing promises. And then he asks you to sacrifice so you can step into and receive those promises. The way you step into God's plan is you say yes to the sacrifice. The way you step into God's plan, you say yes to the sacrifice. God will always ask you to sacrifice. Not so you can earn it. Not so you can prove to God how great you are. He asks you to step into the sacrifices by trusting, priority, follow. And when you step into it, you step into his promises. So, if you would, uh, close your eyes for just a second. My question at this point is, are you willing to give God your first and best? Are you willing to give God what he asks of you to sacrifice? If you would, just take your hands and hold them up. You don't have to hold them up high. You can put them on your lap. Put them palms up. Now, think of the thing that you value the most and treasure the most. What is it? That in your life, this is it. This is what life is all about. Now, cup your hands together so you can cover that thing. Now, squeeze your hands based on how much you want to control, how much you want that to be yours, how much you say to God, I gotta have this. Will you give to God? Will you surrender to God your first and best? Will you surrender to God? Will you give it to Him? Now open your hands, if you're willing. Be willing to say, God, I want to give this to you. Because you will take care of it better than I will.
I want to give this to you because it is yours. Who I am and who I will be is yours. Okay, you can open your eyes. What is your Isaac? Just a few minutes, we're going to fill out our unfinished cards. And as you do, I encourage you to reflect on these three things. Faith. God, I give these to you. I write this down to you because I trust you with my time and my talent. It's yours. I'm going to give it to you. That you interact with sacrifice. That God does ask me to sacrifice. And this, Jesus, this represents my first and my best. That's why I'm putting this number here. It represents my first and my best. And surrender. All that I am. All that I hope to be. I know that comes in you, Jesus. So that's why I'm putting on that number. That's where it comes from as I interact with it. We're going to take communion. And as we do, you have the opportunity to interact with Jesus and God the Father. God the Father gave his son, his one and only son, whom he loved because he loved you that much. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this truth. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for for the opportunity to surrender to you. And in our little church here in our this morning there's all kinds of conversations going on. Lord, break through that conversation so people can hear you. That you gave your first and best. The, the only one who has ever sacrificed their son, their own one and only son, whom they loved is you. And so we can trust you. And from there, we can be free. From there, we can interact with our time and our talent that all of it's yours. All of it. Lord, as we sing this song, help us to just open our hands wider and raise them high that all that I am all that I ever, will ever be I surrender that to you in your name we pray Amen <laughs>